back how's it going everybody welcome back to episode one one six 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 one oh, 16 sorry I'm not trying to uh make it sound like we're we're that entrenched but we soon will be i speak of things in the future you know um and we are back i am joined again by the illustrious the ever intelligent moving you cannot pin this man down you cannot find him on a map where are we now Carmen San Diego, eat your heart out. Moses Waldo, how are you doing now? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, it's a, that's a new one in terms yeah. of intro. So, you know, I like I'm, it. I'm trying, I'm trying some things out, trying to see if I can spice up the intro, you know, make it interesting. Uh, give you something new every week. You know, maybe you're in a different part of the world this day or, or another day. You know, where on earth is he? You know, but always we find you here. You know, yeah, where's my us. messy money? Where is you at? Yeah, of course, it's messy money because he is deserving commitment. That's what that's what the kids don't understand about staying with the same employer for your whole career. You get you get that set that cachet, you know. Um, but yeah, how or are you, you just doing? Start getting grumpy and complain. Yeah, that's what I just just, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing, Moses? How are you? How I'm pretty you good, man. I'm pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Just uh, enjoying the time. A lot of things uh, kind of transpiring. Uh, things are quite quieting down over here. The, the Flames got eliminated from the playoffs, but there's still plenty of sports going on. Oh, Baseball is no. kind of getting to that final, yes. uh, that final two months or so. Then you yeah. also have uh, the NFL that will be kicking up in a few weeks, uh, two weeks. Over, uh, yeah, over two weeks. Yeah, the September tenth. Training so camp has started. We, we yep, already absolutely. know because we have uh, one less, one less superstar. Kima couldn't make it, you know. Um, so we know that the NFL they're starting up. You know, they they got the training camps going. They're going to be going, I think, uh, start of next month, right? And we also have the Premier League. Uh, most other actual leagues as well in Europe are also starting to kick off. For football. That's right, and uh, special props to uh, Canadian Alfonso Davies. You know, yeah. winning the Champions League round Bayern of applause. Munich, round of applause. Sixth title in Europe. They wow. have uh, the the it, it was well, it wasn't bad, but you know, I was expecting so you, a little bit more offense. You're trying to say offense, PSG, PSG was whack? Is what you're trying to say? Well, certainly didn't that, help that the cool, guy that you cool. got rid of, <laughs> the guy you ended up getting rid of, ended up scoring the winner. Uh, yeah, that, that hurt your no. chances, which is yeah. a little funny. Uh, but yeah. hey, you know what? It, it really was uh, you know I was a, I was more so a neutral. I was kind of seeing maybe leaning more towards PSG. It would have been cool to see them win their first title. Says a, says a German, Ger- that German, German engine, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's hard. That it's German hard to be, and you can't go wrong. And it, it, you can't really hate on Alfonso Davies. You, you no. really can't. And the kid is uh, certainly a superstar. And Incredible story. Resume right now. He's won two German titles. He's also Three. won two German Cups. Oh, no, cups. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Two, two German Cups. came in in January. Two yeah. German Cups, two German um, league titles. He's yes. also got a Champions League title thrown in. Already. Like, yeah, and he's not first even 20 Canadian, years old First Canadian male to ever win a Champions League um, final. Um, Canadian international. Canadian international. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I think it's different because Owen Hargraves did win it, but, you know, he just kind of gave us Bro, the boot. like, yeah, I want to play in the World Cup. I'm going yeah, to I'm taking, yeah. my, you know, my birthright for my parents. Yeah, Owen, Owen was never, Owen was never for Canada. <laughs> and I, well, I can blame gladly, him because we, gladly I wouldn't blame him because I've had issues, you know, dealing with the Canadian men's national team 
and why we've been trash on on the men's side for so long. But we're starting to see the fruits of actual labor that's being done. Oh yeah, Davies, Jonathan David with Lille, who transferred over from Ghent and Mm -hmm. Belgian league. They led the league in scoring out there with 18 goals last year. Huge transfer of 32 million euro over to Ligo side. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, starting to slowly see some of these kids develop. And the idea is to have them in our goal. This is our golden generation, trying to get these guys ready for 2026 and fingers crossed if they can, you know, pull off, you know, uh, you know, magic out of the hat the rabbit out of the hat, I should say, and go in to qualify for Qatar in 2022. Won't be easy, but we'll see what happens there. Well, yeah, and we'll just have to see. Yeah. Maybe uh, a bigger disappearing act than Harry Maguire. We'll have oh, Manchester, hey. Manchester <laughs> and speaking with that, that is, that's crazy. That's, yeah, let's briefly touch on that. So Harry Maguire is a real, real lad, real lad. You know, I, I we come to find that you check on the news today and not a lot happening in, in Europe, right? Uh, but a lot happening in Greece right now because Harry Maguire seems to have gotten himself a little, uh, little, little stuck up there, you know. Probably after a, a few days in Mykonos with the lads, you know, just just trying to, you know, kick the boots off, have a little bit of fun. Pleads guilty, or or he didn't plead guilty, but was sentenced. Is that what the, what happened? Like, yeah, apparently, yeah, he was found guilty. Found guilty, yeah. So, um, for us, I think it was assault. Or something like that. Yeah, uh, oh, assault on an officer and then bribery charges. Uh, those are the uh, accusations <laughs> oh, that are floating around. So bribery. yeah, so football doesn't pay um, <laughs> in terms of. Uh, Do you know, know who I am? Do you know who I am? I was. <laughs> I've been to the World Cup semi-final. Do you know who I am? Yeah, I think, I've won yeah. the league with Leicester. It's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, no. Unless you're Pogba, I, we don't know who you are. You know, Man United. Everyone says they're from Manchester, sir. So yeah, this he is was given, According to BBC, uh, he's been given a suspended sentence of 21 months and 10 days in prison. Ooh. So, so when he has been to found serve guilty. that, yeah. Well, he has to serve that in between the season. Well, that's his off-season training, eh? That's his off-season training. (laughs) No. um, They'll they'll get that off. I'm sure they'll scrub that off. It's suspended for three years because it's a first offense, and the charges were misdemeanors, Uh, according to the article. Oh, geez, Harry. So it was was McGuire, his brother, uh, Christopher Sharman, both in their their late 20s. Um, Joe McGuire, his brother, was guilty of repeated bodily harm and violence against public employees and attempted. Oh my goodness. So just a couple of lads on yeah. the town. So his friend <laughs> and his brother sentenced 13 months in prison that also suspended, uh, for three years, all three did deny the charges. That should be reiterated. Yeah. <laughs> that it, it should be reiterated that they are d- denying they, all charges. They denied it, but they were found guilty. And this, and uh, and it's been suspended. Well, those the, the the charges. Well, so I guess Mykonos is not going to be on the vacation plans for Maguire no, for a while. No, no, I think uh, I think it's safe to say come next Europa. Uh, oh, actually, not even Europa, UEFA, because that's where they'll be in Champions League. Um, 
if they ever if they meet up with Olympiacos or anything, I think Maguire will have to miss that leg. I don't think he's going to be able to make it. You yeah. know, well, it's kind of funny because uh, reading further into the article, you talk about you know, do you know who I am. And it yeah. goes on to say, he told the officer, I'm very rich. I can give you money. I can pay you. Please let us go. Oh. He thought it was bribery. But oh. in their defense, the, the defense uh, argued, his lawyer argued, that it was just lost in translation. He was saying, I'm willing to pay a fine is basically what he was referring to. Oh, yes. Of course. A uh, personal fine. A personal yeah. fine. A fine between friends. Right. That's what it was. It, yeah. It was, that would go directly hey, into the pocket of said yes, officer. Of course. It's an infraction. I'm willing to correct as long as it is not on the books and no one saw it happen. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's not, it's not a bribe guys, guys, Harry. If I know Harry Maguire, he's a pretty up there lad. All right. This guy, you, you seen what he looks like, Moses. Does he not look like a pretty intelligent dude? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like again, I don't think he, he's captain worthy. Like, no, I don't. I, no. I really don't get it. And that, you know, eighty million pounds. <laughs> I don't. He, it still puzzles me. Even to this day, it doesn't sound right. I'm not no, saying that he's a bad footballer. Far from yeah. it. But I mean. 80 million pounds. So do you know what's really happened is it's, you know, uh, we've reached peak, you know, uh, peak stupidity when it comes to the transfers. Yeah. Peak like, 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 um, what are those stocks called when they, it's, it's just a, it's a shell company. It's like, it's not real. It's like a race to the bottom. These are, these are hollow stocks, right? Like the idea that these players are worth this amount makes no sense. And it's just an inflated number that they use. I mean, it's, it's, it's really the idea that Man United are not in the position to be calling the shots anymore. That's really what it is. It's if Man United were Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, era, and you're winning a treble every other year, or at least a double, you know, Man United approaches you, you are more likely to say yes. If you say no, well, then that's it. They don't need you, right? They, they, there's no begging. But because Man United were in that place where it seemed like it didn't matter who they had, they couldn't win anything, that they were literally at the mercy of Leicester and Harry Maguire, that, you know, and, and that's how these negotiations even worked that, the first time you say no, the price is going to go up. If you cannot, if Man United doesn't agree on a 65 million pound uh, buyout clause, but still want to engage in conversation, they should know. And they did, they did know that when Maguire was coming back, it was going to go up because the longer he's on the market and the, the more times you go. What if somebody signed him though for that much? No, no one else would have. You know no. that, like, there's not a there's not a club on this planet that would have signed him for more than more than sixty. A defender of his age, of course, he's an incredible, like, he's an incredible defender. He's done well for England thus far, and and for Leicester, he was a very sturdy, you know, back uh, back linesman, right? Yeah, he but was not an worth enforcer. eighty million pounds. So yeah, maybe they just hoodwinked agree. the hoodwinked completely Man agree. United. But man, but yes. he's been yeah spending frivolously for years at this point. 
That's true. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't spent that much money on me yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't play football at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, old gunner, if you, you're into somebody that just, will just Listen, cheer you on from the, Moses, sideline, or from the fa- sidelines, I'm more than happy to help. Moses is in the market. He's, uh, he's, he's taken office, you know, so if anyone wants to give him a call up right now, um, he's willing to hear your, your, your demands. What are the stipulations? Of course he has a, uh, the, for, even though that there is a ceiling, you know, for you to afford you, there's also a floor and his is set at 50 million pounds. So let's start bidding. Yeah. Uh, can I get a f- 50 and one? 15, two going once, going twice, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, in speaking with that, let's, let's switch over to, to what was happening in Spain because, uh, we got some, we got some breaking news here, Moses. So breaking news, we got, uh, Messi deciding it's, he's calling it quits. He's looking to, uh, exit out of La Liga over after spending the majority of his career and his actual life um, joining the club at the tender age of, I think, 14. Um, after being scouted in Argentina, he came from a, a very, you know, a disadvantaged family. So it was a, it was a big adjustment for him. But one of them, I, I mean, at least I could say six Champions League trophies, Club World Cup multiple times, um, Copa del Rey winner in innumerable times, at least like 10, um, won the league, the La Liga several times with four or five different variations of Barcelona super team. Uh, but now he's deciding to leave Messi is out the door. Moses, what are your thoughts, man? But do you this think? was a shock when I saw the alerts on my phone and I was like, I could not believe it because I can never imagine Messi out of a Barcelona kit. I really don't. I really could not see that. I thought he was a lifer. And, but then I thought about it more and more and I look at what's going on, what's transpired, the chaos with the new manager coming in. Uh, you look at this team, it's old. They haven't really built the team. At least when you look at the squad – it's not something where you're thinking as a 34 year old, you know, Messi. I'm like, I got some great years with this team coming up. And I think we're going to be, you know, not just hunting for La Liga titles, which has happened outside of this year's total debacle since the restart. But I think they were gunning for the champions league and he saw this product against Bayern Munich and realized no, it's not going to happen. When you get demolished eight <laughs> two the way they did, you're thinking to yourself, I can't do this all by myself. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And management has not provided me the people that I feel I'm comfortable with that can get me the ball and can let me do my thing and being able to facilitate. I don't see, I, he doesn't have that. And I can understand not being happy with the management not being happy with the with the the hiring and the new coach uh, coming in. Not saying I don't I don't know specifics if he likes him or not, but I think how that has 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 come about. He's really not a big fan. Then you look at other teams and you look at where hey your best buddy is playing. You look at where the manager you've had the most success with 
is that take those things into consideration. You do. And you realize you're like, you know what? I want to win a champions league. And if there's any team desperate to do that outside of PSG, it's Manchester city. And I think you look at where he wants to go. He has mentioned that he wants to play for Pep, right? Pep Guardiola. And then he also has his good friend in Cunaguero right there along with him. But it's going to be yes. absurd to see because looking at his contract that he signed in 2017, which is very interesting for a couple of reasons. Yeah. The big, the, there's two that come out that are glaring. The one I'm going to tell you about is his buyout clause. Yes. It is set at 700 million euros. You want to put that in US dollars, that's 835 million. You want to put that in Canadian dollars, that's over 1.1 billion. That is 1.1 billion Canadian dollars just to have the conversation. However, what's really interesting on top of that is the fact that you there's it's being disputed by Barcelona and obviously, but you were so desperate to sign the guy and they couldn't really sign him to mega payments. Um, if you consider 7 million, was it 70 million euro was a season, um, you know, chump change, but you know, considering that they couldn't pay him more, I think they, they came to an agreement somewhere where he was able to just leave on a free transfer at the end of the season for the remainder of the contract. So if you yeah. wanted to, after two years, after re-upping on that contract and he's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to go somewhere else. He can walk. No problem. Yes. Now that's yeah. being disputed. Incredible. But if that's the case, wow. And I don't think anybody came to this conclusion, but it's certainly amazing to see that you have arguably, if not the best one, a, when you compare him to Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of the world footballers to ever play the game, you would have to argue that those two are one and two. Yeah, fair. for sure. It's, it's almost uh, indistinguishable and, you know, for and his career, globally, I'm, we're talking about, there's a lot of, oh, there's yeah. a lot of football greats yeah. and those are on the Mount Rushmore uh, sure. football greats or, for you know, sure. the icons of, you know, the altar of football gods. Those two are absolutely amazing and they can be interchangeable. I personally lean over to Messi, but um, regardless, you let him go or have a contract where it lets him go to some other team with no, no sign or no No uh, repercussion is absolutely absurd. And yeah. if he does decide to join Manchester City, all I have to say is I'm glad Liverpool got their title now. Because <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a problem be, next it's season. It's going to be a rain. Yeah, it's going to be rain for a couple seasons here of Manchester City. And but but luck, will it, Moses? Because but, you're not going to be the team anymore. Sure, but will it? Will it, Moses? Um, you know, man. The the thing is for for Messi's skill. It had always been talked about that number one, he couldn't he he needed to be able to prove himself in another in another league. It is a little late for him, but it is definitely something now he can he can put to rest if he is successful. You know, it, 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 this is based on if he does go to Man City. But number two, the league is the British league is is a little different, and I don't mean to say this to demean what La Liga is because La Liga does have a very huge comp- competitive base of uh, of quality teams. But the 
style of play, especially from the back, is a lot more aggressive and a lot more hands-on. Um, he may find it difficult to actually be, make a big difference, you know, w- within this attack because the English teams are a lot more aggressive. He's shown that he's actually struggled in the past. Chelsea being one of those teams that have, you know, given him big issues, a thorn in his side, um, even in terms of his record with other England teams, you know, barring, you know, Arsenal, you know, I must, I must admit we've taken the majority of the licks for the rest of you guys. You're welcome. Uh, they've, they have a pretty, he's had a pretty poor record individually. Um, penetrating defenses and and making use of of his speed it's it's an issue because the wing backs are just as quick as he is um as well as the defenders the the center backs are huge very enforcing and the refing you know depending on if the ref is on your side it can be very difficult and the game might not go your way well and that's one thing you you raise an interesting point because i know when you watch enough La Liga, the referees, especially if you're a superstar, you know, they're almost as bad as the NBA where, you know, somebody breathes on you and that's, you know, that's a foul, right? It's, yeah. So, you, so superstars will get, I'm not saying they don't in other leagues, but when it comes to the Spanish league, um, they protect them a little bit more. Coddled. And yeah, and compared to what you would find in the Premier League where, yeah. You know, it's before they, you'd have to break somebody's bone for at least a foul, never mind giving them a card. But, you know, yeah. obviously that's changed the, from yeah, what they, it was they, like the days of Eric Cantona. But yeah. I mean, or Shawcross, like, even as yeah. recently as a Shawcross. The guy, <laughs> the guy has two, two legs under his name, at least minimum. He's taken out Eduardo and he's taken out um, uh, Ramsey. Both, both players who, have literally had a bone break due to a, a, a block and he's only been suspended like two, three games. So yes, th- even at the extremes in England, you're not going to really be shunned that severely, you know, ending a career is one and that kind of carries a bad narrative, but a tough t- tackle is a tough tackle. And I think Messi needs, will, will soon understand that soon enough. You know, hopefully Aguero, you know, like you've said, his best best buddy will give him a few pointers on how to be more resilient because it's a different ball game. It really is a different ball game. You're not going to be handed as many free kicks as you would you would say in La Liga, where you can average at least two to three. And Messi can also be a very technical dead ball specialist. But you don't get as many of those opportunities. You know, VAR be damned, it's still not going to really help you because when they review those things, you know, they're only reviewing what they they necessarily believe needs review. More often than not, even if it's in their face, which I've seen plenty of times in very various matches, the ref is going to call a play on, you know, in, in order to not interrupt the flow. But I'm I'm considering if you look how heavily used Messi was or still is, he could still return to Barcelona. You never know at the last second. 
Uh, he was heavily used with that program. Yeah. He was heavily used by Barcelona, right? He he was the they built it around him. One hundred percent. So you got to think at thirty four, chances are they're probably not going to be doing the same thing. No, he's going to have better players because Messi wasn't just you know he he could turn it on when he needed to when he needed to score goals, but he was an excellent playmaker. The guy can set people up like crazy. He can involve his teammates if he wanted to. He doesn't necessarily have to go 1v1 or 1v5 against other defenses. He doesn't have to do that anymore. And I think he has an advantage with Manchester City if he decides to go there for that reason. I personally would not like to see him in England. I would like to see him in Italy. Why? Because it'd be a heck of a reunion to see Ronaldo and Messi playing in the same <laughs> league once again. I would, and I wouldn't be. And I was thinking, like, maybe does Inter take a play at him? I don't know if AC Milan would be a long shot, but I mean, Inter, Inter would be certainly a good team. I mean, Inter, 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 Inter would be something. on the cusp, right? Everybody's yeah. obviously chasing Juve. Juve yes. has been dominant. You know, they they will bring uh, um, Andre uh, Pirlo or Pir- yeah Pirlo. Um, Back to the squad as, as, this time as their manager. Yeah, and incredible. He's below the one hundred percent, and I think that was a it was a good move. We'll see how it turns out in the play. Yeah, but but do you think do you think it's a little? I even in that aspect, Juve. I think they've I think they've uh, really rushed things uh, on that. I don't think that they were. It's really uh, the fault of the coaches uh, that they failed with Champions League because. COVID really threw a wrench in their uh, process. They were doing very well prior to co- to, to the lockdown. And, um, you know, different teams respond different, have responded differently as we've seen. Um, and getting back to form is not as easy as it was once proposed. And I feel like Juventus was victim to that. And I, I, I wish, you know, I wish, I wish Pirlo uh, well, because he's an incredible player and maybe, you know, an incredible mind. So maybe he can inspire these guys and, and create magic come next season. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, this is a coach who was well, good enough that was linked with other big clubs prior to, to even the, the start of this season. You know, um, I and I'm feel, I feel bad because his name escaped me, but I know, I know my guy was going a little bold sorry. here. And sorry, no, not sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking sorry before sorry. The coach they had before sorry, uh, who oh. did they dump? I think they dumped him. Sorry, never mind, guys. Scrap my lost take. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, smoking are you talking about that? I was going to say sorry. they wanted to get rid of him as soon as they hired him. But yeah, you know, they sorry wanted, regardless was regardless of what he did. They, he biggest mistake. Sorry yeah. was the biggest mistake they ever made. I don't know why they hired. They just hired some guy to smoke cigarettes outside their building. It's basically what they did. Because this he's guy got a trophy, he's got a trophy. So they got ah oh, luck by it's like by do, luck. It's, it's like with Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. No, quite literally. That's why I'm like he, by hooker crook. He's like figured it out. Um, no, good on to you. Sorry, you know wherever you land. I think he's going to like Wolves or something. I wouldn't be surprised if like some small rinky dink team, or maybe he goes uh, to Italy um, to maybe a different Italian team. Uh, but yeah, to switch things up, uh, we have, you're, you're we're, we're talking you're about referring to Massimiliano um, Allegri. 
Allegri, yes. Allegri yeah. was an incredible coach. It was ridiculous that they let him go. Ridiculous. I, I say barring any issues that he probably... I think the problem was he had issues with some of the players, and I don't think Ronaldo and him got along very well. I think that was really the main issue. But then, you know, Ronaldo and Sarri didn't get along either. So it's like, where, where, at what point are you, are you not going to, you can't find the perfect coach for Ronaldo. And I don't think it's fair to, to hamper the rest of the uh, program because one of the players, the big players, of course, cares about who the coach is or like what the coaching technique is. Um, but like, it's, it's, you know, Obviously, when you make the big bucks, sometimes your your word means more than other people's, and and unfortunately, it leads to to co- good coaches, in my opinion, losing uh, out on their position. But yeah, uh, with with that in mind, switching gears and talking about coaches who are also out of jobs, Moses, we got to talk about a recent uh, a recent sweep. Did you bring your broom in? Uh, no, I left it like uh, I did with everything else. Philadelphia. Oh, yes, and that's Let exactly it. it. So we, uh, you know, uh, as of recently, just the last few days, we've watched the end of a another uh, abysmal Philadelphia postseason in which they were swept, 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 swept cleanly by uh, Moses Walders. Uh, illustrious Celtics, you know, it was not that difficult for uh, Kemba and the gang to actually take these guys out. Um, Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid d- did made minimal impact, if that, that you know. I and it was it brought, it brought a lot of questions is it Ben Simmons? Is it because Ben Simmons being out did t- change a lot of the rotation and a lot affected the shooting? Um, or is it Joel Embiid? Right, like, or is it one of them that need to be fixed, or, or Moses, is it the coach? Oh, and it's the coach in this case. We've one hundred percent. Yes. At this point, at this point, you know, you have to. If you had to say, there's one common denominator in the underachieving, and you can always blame the players, but the first guy to go is the coach. The coach For has sure. been there, a part of this whole process. So he's the first domino to go. If this continues, then you'd have to make the case. You can make the case that, Mm -hmm. you know, Embiid and Simmons is not going to win you a title, but it's way too early to say that. And it has to go under Brett Brown just for, if not anything else, the comments made by Josh Richardson, Uh, Josh Richardson uh, came to the team and, you know, he's, he's talked about how Brett Brown is a really nice guy. They like yeah. him. Soft-spoken, really out, nice, yeah. kind. Yep. Yeah. And he's a he's super nice. They, they like him. But the difference is, I don't know if that translates into the respect you have for a head coach. And, prim- and then primarily the reason is he did not hold the players accountable. Mm-hmm. That is something that has hurt the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the guys that they brought in on this team, uh, you look at uh, Al Horford. That was brought in for his leadership and his great playoff experience. That didn't seem to help. Uh, you know, eventually at some point it has to go with the coach. So yeah. I, I, you, you have to say it's, it starts with him first and Brett Brown, oh, Brown, what he's done throughout his, his tenure with the Sixers has underachieved. He's been given this great opportunity and it wasn't, 
like this team was instantly a success. He helped build it, and you have to give him credit. He is a good coach. But the problem is, and you heard, and Josh Richardson said this to the media, he just doesn't hold us accountable. And I think if he did, expectations would be different. You allow the players to do it. And I think that's one of the things, maybe from a technical standpoint, he was great. But when it came to actually, you know, that man the finishing touches. Coach, yeah. Yes. That a coach needs to inspire his players. For sure. That was, was not lacking. an equation. And we saw it fizzle out in the four game series. Yeah, for sure. Which clearly went to the hands of the Celtics. No problem. Yeah, for sure. So it, with this in mind, you know, when I was looking up some, uh, the, the stats and just trying to take a look and see what Brett Brown was up to and, uh, stumbled across, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler was on a uh, ringer podcast, um, with JJ Reddick and they were former teammates in Philadelphia's, uh, about a season ago. And, uh, one of the questions JJ did ask, uh, Jimmy was what went wrong in Philadelphia. And he said, he realized that there was something wrong, um, pretty early on. You know, he knew that he was given the perception, there was a perception that he may have been a troublemaker. So in his mind, he felt going into Philadelphia, he really wanted to make it work. You could see it as a team that was gunning for a championship and that they, they had the talent to do so. So in his mind, he came in thinking, I'm just trying to make sure I find my place, fit in and help this team win. Right. Um, and after running film, uh, after a training session, um, he realized that there was an issue. There's a hole in the team. And the hole is that there is no one taking responsibility, no one giving, uh, calling anyone out, or, or no one taking charge, right? He said they literally sat in, a, uh, in the hotel room between, uh, between game, game time and training, uh, ran through some film. He said there was silent the first first time you'd ever been in a, a film session where it was completely silent, you could hear the clicker. Um, they ran through all the, 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 the tape. No one really gave any insight. Uh, Brett Brown didn't really press anyone to say anything or, or make note of an issue. And the, the session was over. So Jimmy Butler said in closing that that made him say, just like, just to your point, he doesn't know who to talk to, who's in charge, who, who is the, who are the guys who are leading the team? Because Brett Brown is making no efforts to show that he is the guy in charge. Joel Embiid is not doing that either. And Ben Simmons is not doing that either. Al Horford was not doing that either. So there's, there was no, there's no leadership in this team. Um, and that's, you know, just on face value, you can see it in the way they were playing. And even more so uh, after listening to that, I can really understand that through their play, through the timeouts, it, it's all convoluted. It's, it's just a bunch of really talented players who happen to be in the same organization, but there's no real cohesion, none whatsoever. So look at the money that's even tied up with these guys. Uh, one other thing is the contracts are an issue 
Yes. You look at Al Horford, who will be 35. He's making 27 and a half million next season. Tobias Harris will be making 33 and a half. You got Ben Simmons, who was, you know, pretty much on that what rookie entry level deal. He was only making eight one last year. This coming up season, or this past season, this coming up season, 29.25 million, right? And um, Embiid is going to be making 29 and a half this year. And yeah. he'll be making 31, 31 plus or 33 plus in 22, 23 when his contract expires. So you look mm-hmm. at all that money tied into those guys alone. Now you would say Embiid and Simmons will be the guys you'd stand long-term. Is Tobias Harris still going to be a guy that you, you want to keep? He's, he's 28. He'll be later on in his years, once he starts hitting his 30s, he'll be making 38, 40 million by the end of his contract. And I agree. Do you want someone at that age of that skill set, you know, anchoring on your team? He, that's at 30, if he's making 34 a year, he's, he's starting. He has to. He's making, he's making, he's taking up a huge portion of your cap. But is he worth it? Is he valuable? Who knows? But I think the p- bigger issue is that they, it was hard for these players to even find their value in uh, because they they need a system to 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 test their own skill set against. And the problem is, Brad Brown wasn't doing anything to make sure that the system had a voice or or a leader, right? And that's the issue is that. The, he he created plays. They created they 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 have the ability to move the ball around. They have some guys who can kind of shoot, but they also have a they also have a lot of talented individuals who know how to do who not who know how to make their own shot um, and find their own shot. Um, and I think that's benefited him the last few years. But it's not enough, right? We can clearly see that even in a in an eastern conference that isn't really pressed in terms of uh, talent and which in which gameplay like this can honestly thrive because thinking about it if this was a way to operate in the west if he if if Brett Brown had to take hold of um let's see let's what's a team that i would imagine that has pressed like maybe a utah jazz or denver nuggets um who actually do have expectations of making playoffs on a regular basis now. You know, they've gotten to a point where it is not just a passing fancy. It's it's something that needs to happen. Every coach needs to be able to at least secure a playoff berth for them. They've they they know that much that there's a quality in the team. Um and they they make intelligent drafts. Brett Brown's lack of leadership in that sense would sink those teams would sink a team like that. You would get gobbled up because all these teams in the Western Conference expose weaknesses like that 100%, you know, m- more so than a, a Charlotte or a, or a um, Wizards could do or a, or a Cleveland could do. There's, just la- there's not enough in, in Philadelphia's division or even in you know even in the conference for it to to do a litmus test they are of good quality they have all-star caliber players but they don't have any there's no cohesive game plan there's no moving forward so yeah no Brett Brown you got to get out of here man I think you got to go do maybe play some play in Europe I mean or, or coach in Europe yeah 
do some self-help. I don't know. Get some Tony Robbins in you. Read The Secret, Four Agreements. I don't know. Get something. You know, eat, pray, love. You give it a give it a read. You know, Brett Brown. Wish Stella you got us move back. Maybe it's yeah, Stella. Yeah, something. Get, come on, come on, buddy. Well, that's good. Th- there's there's a lot of problems that he had. Like one thing is in game one when you had Joel Embiid rolling. I think the biggest concern for for Brett Brown not going back to him as much was well turnovers in the post, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but he's the guy who's rolling along. Could you not create anything else outside of him in the low post? I, I, I'm i just thinking that you you got a guy with a hot hand. You kind of want to stick with the guy with a hot hand. And I know the Celtics did have really quick wing players that would cause huge problems um, when you're trying to uh, get the ball in the post. Yeah. But I just, I just personally think, yeah, especially who can cheat, right? They can get to the, the basket. So, um I don't know. It's just one of those things where I just felt like you just kind of still want to roll with the hot hand. I, but so I Brent Brown, I that's, yeah, that's how I saw it as a so, so, issue if you were going to go so, after or go yeah. with the guy that's especially when you know you don't have Ben Simmons there. No, you know, people horrible decision making. Yeah, I think get the ball into into the, the guy like Embiid, and I think that would be mm-hmm. much better. Yeah, it's 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 very ridiculous that uh, he would even think of putting him on the bench it's this is not a regular season game this is this is the playoffs it's do or die you don't get to make that game up if you lose that game so to take out the guy who's actually shooting uh you know on a night where you don't have your second option you know uh or your bilateral option and you're down to your single option why would you even consider reducing his minutes um, that made no sense. You know, I don't know what Brett Brown, and I agree that Brett Brown may have had his reasons in terms of rest and, and who needs to play. But it was and like, ultimately his undoing. It was ultimately his undoing. It's ultimately his undoing. And, and I mean, that is the, the, uh, I would say for him, it, this was more so a, he gave, we, he was giving himself enough rope and eventually, you know, you know, you know the the rest the rest is uh, is history, right? But I I feel for I feel for the the seventy sixers. I think they lose a very good coach, someone who definitely understands the plays on an individual basis. Um, because you know it was under Brett Brown that the the notion of the process, you know, took flight. It was his understanding. Him in the front office had to have a very good understanding that Joel Embiid was under construction. Ben Simmons was under construction as well. And that, yes, that they will be shooting for a championship. It may not be this season, but give it, given time, the Philadelphia fans were promised they were going to get, you know, a future bright full of championship runs and, and, and a ring here and there. That's really what Brett Brown walked into. And he had done a great job of tempering expectations as well as also making sure that the players felt comfortable. Joel Embiid definitely didn't feel as an outsider, you know, whilst in recovery. If anything, I think he, his personality, um, you know, took hold of the, in the Philadelphia locker room and locker room and it started to blossom at that point. So it's unfortunate, but Brett Brown, you know, 
you know, you don't feel too bad. Dwayne Casey won coach of the year and then got fired the next season. So, <laughs> well, MB uh, has no hardware, whether it be the Larry O'Brien or elsewhere, or, you know, you're right. Not a single scoring title, not a defensive player of the year, not, not as just all-star credits. That's pretty much it. Here's the yeah. thing that he said after their exit. And I don't know if this is troubling. If you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, but this is what Joel Embiid said. Um, he's like, like I said, I don't make decisions. I'm here in Philly. Whatever happens, happens. I've always said that. I want to end my career here. And if that happens, good. If it doesn't happen, well, you move on and all that stuff. But I'm here and I'm going to still try to do my best to bring a championship back to Philly. That does not sound like a man who's really enthused to be in the environment. He's, oh, he's going to be on the, the market. the way he got swept is not, uh, is not helpful. Back to back, back to, you know, back to back exits is not great, especially when um, you are projected as being one of the, 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 the main opponents or the main rivals, you know, Philadelphia should have at least made the semifinal, you know, or at least made it to game seven of this first round against the Celtics. The matchup was unfortunate because, you know, Celtics and, and Philadelphia are both projected at the same caliber and either or was seen to be able to make it to the playoff, uh, to the Eastern conference finals. Um, but yeah, to go out in that fashion, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just a lack of the, 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 the what it, it shows me too is that like i said before like the east west conference difference is in, is vast you know for as much as we always compliment the west for just having a bit more in terms of competition and maybe the fan base is a, a there's a bigger fan base there's a lot more in terms of a market for basketball out west but it's just incomprehensible at this point you know um I don't think there's a team like this in the West. Like, I don't think Memphis Grizzlies will let someone sweep. Like, they won't get swept. Memphis Grizzlies won't get swept. Phoenix Suns won't get swept against Celtics. It's going to seven. But those are two teams that fail to make the playoffs. Um, whether you choose to agree with it or not, but that's how I feel on that. That's how I feel on that. And that's a wrap back. I was going to say um, I've been listening to a lot of um, Drake's dad and uh, that's where I get that reference from. So that's on dad. What's his name? Something Graham. We, 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 you guys know who I'm talking about. The OG, the OG Graham. His dad. Yeah. 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 The OG Graham, you know, um, but in, in, let's switch gears one more time here. And uh, Moses. Dennis. We, Speak Dennis Graham. There you go. Dennis is out here. Listen, and that's on that. Wrap. Um, switching gears one more time. So I know um, I'm not that big a baseball fan and I'm not into it too much, but you know, a lot of drama since the Houston Astros had had their uh, championship strip and, um, and a few sagas spawned from it. One being uh, the saga of uh, one Joe Kelly. Um, and if anyone isn't familiar with it, that came about just as the, uh, the league kicked off again 
and um, each each team was getting their pound of flesh, and Kelly took advantage of it. You know, um, had uh, got got one of the uh, Astros players walking, and proceeded to to start a little chit chat with the uh, with the opponent, which turned into a little scuffle, and then and then subsequently got Joe Kelly off uh, the roster and, and into suspension. So what makes it interesting, um, is really about the, the, uh, the spur of, of support that's come his way. Right. And no better way to show your support Moses than getting your, your homie on your cleats. You know, I mean, what is wrong with that? How can you not show that you really care about your boy, Joe Kelly, and you just want to see him do well. Right. Um, so one of his play, one of his teammates decided to get some custom cleats of the Joe Kelly pout face, as it will now infamous, infamously be known. Uh, you know, where in which he, he he taunts the Astros, and uh, this is definitely something for the books. I cannot wait for Joe Kelly to get back. I really hope that Nike also get him a pair because this is something that we need. And I mean, even look at the the. The shoes themselves, Moses. You know, we got red and 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 blue. We got the two the two main gangs in LA coming together for a, a really good cause to free the big homie Joe Kelly, right? So, what do you think, Moses? What do, what are your thoughts, man? Great shoes, love to see them, but we all know the the league and their policies are not going to allow it. No, yeah. From what I understand, uh, Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer was warned. Uh, possible discipline because of it. If he wears those, oh, cleats, yes. he's he's gone. And uh, so uh, that, according to yeah, it was a uh, Jeff Bassan of uh, ESPN. Yes, it'd be yeah, awesome yeah. to see on there, but uh, it's not going to happen. And of course, the uh, the league mandates that they have the rights to deny any shoe design. So yes. that also includes messages on those shoes or any type of drawings whatsoever. So it's all subject to the major league baseball's approval. That's yeah. not happening. It's not going to happen. But if, uh, if Bauer wanted to be like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to wear them. That'd be fantastic. You see, yeah, the MLB... especially if, uh, well, they don't play each other this year. That would be a shame. But if I was going to say, if Cincinnati was playing Houston, that would have been even better. Even even better but that's to say you know you would just wish the mlb could be a bit more petty you know get a few of these off man because we got we got you know you're trying to bring eyeballs to this thing you know that's the big idea you you can't have any fans in the stadiums so keep it interesting you know that's the the nba has really figured out how to do that well and tapped into the social consciousness of a country so that way Aside from the actual game, you are looking and talking about things that happen around it. Same yeah. for the NFL. The MLB has that cachet, and they they this this is a good enough thing that they could run with it. But if you they choose not to, that's fine. But I think you're losing out on a lot a lot of potential here. You know, I see memes, I see gifts, Moses, I see merchandise coming from this. You know. I see, you know, big lip, pouty lips, you know, you can go buy from the official MLB store. You can go get yourself, you know, a Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly, wham, 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 a baby, you know, get all that stuff. Get pocket. I'm sure the Dodgers are already coming up with their own oh, line of merchandise. Oh, for sure, for sure. If they could, they would. 
you know, maybe under a different name, you know, I think if it's officially a Dodgers licensed uh, item, uh, they are, yeah, probably subject to the same rules that the players are. So I don't know. Unofficial. 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 Yeah. You know, you get someone, a supplier, some local guy, make sure they, they're also with the community and be like, hey, just just wrap up a few of these custom-made, you know, something like that for the people. It's important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, the biggest thing that we could, we should take away from it is that Houston are bags of dirt, and that's what you get for being bags of dirt. So well, dirtbag is actually a compliment in baseball, yeah. so maybe there's another, oh, never mind. another never word mind. you come up with trash because that's what you guys were using <laughs> trash you were using trash cans to cheat what's wrong with you guys my goodness like like, like as if you don't get paid enough um <laughs> just play the game <laughs> i don't i don't mean to like be that upset. person right now the astros are you know four games back of the athletics for first in the al west and they should be in contention for the top eight playoff spot anyway so yeah no, I, I don't I don't mean to say that they 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 should they don't deserve to make playoffs because in terms of their skill set they were definitely at that level they were at the level necessary to make playoffs for sure were they at the when it was down to the wire though Moses were they at the level with which in which they deserve to win LA Joe Kelly thinks different <laughs> the city of LA thinks different. Well, did they cheat? Yeah, honestly, they did. Yeah. Uh, and so, should have they given up their title? I personally think they should have. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. I think it would have been the end of it. I think people would have been like, all right, well, we, they screwed up. They they give up their pennant. The Dodgers mm-hmm. would be the champions. They would, and then they would leave the end of it. Yeah, they would leave them alone, you know, like the way every Twitter has to leave uh, Paul George alone because he actually showed up to the finals. It's the he saddest day. In, he actually P. showed up. Pandemic P, you know, there was... You know, He's I, out of Kawhi's I, doghouse. Wow, I really think I really think it was uh, Stephen A. Smith's uh, take on it where he he vehemently made sure... And I'll put, I'll put the clip up um, in post, but he put up... He made sure everyone knew that he, he personally contacted the authorities in Orlando and he, uh, he wanted to let us know that he put out an APB yeah, there was, there's a, uh, there's a search out for uh, Paul George because he has gone missing because we cannot find this dude who knows where he is. But I mean, it seems that he's figured his thing out. He's come back to play and I think he's going to be, uh, it's going to be a very interesting series. Let's see if he can maintain it. It's one game. That means nothing to me. You know, I think for a lot of us, we're probably thinking, yeah, 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 we've seen you do it for a game before. Like in, in Indiana, I've seen, I've, I've seen him beat LeBron once. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen All it. take is one shot. Yeah. Yeah. But only the one time, you know, so I don't, I don't know if that's something he can continue on, but we'll just have to see as this, as that playoff series continues. Um, Personally, I think Luke is going to cook these boys, but that's me. If not this season, next season for sure. For sure. Him and Kristaps, cooking, cooking. Um, but yeah, besides that, Moses, that's all um, I had to, to say today. I know we've, we've gone for a minute, but um, I think we, we covered everything we wanted to, man. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? I'm good, my friend. We'll see what happens next week. Plenty of things that are going to be coming down the pipe. So I'm excited for that. Yes, I completely agree. It's going to be, it's going to be a a whole bunch more action. Uh, Premier League is going to be kicking back off again. I think La Liga and French League are going to be uh, back in. They're already up and underway. This podcast is a Collab House production.